what it do guys it's the connection podcast Wait, all that and welcome everybody to the connection podcast where in just under an hour we're going to dive into the bible and come full circle with god in his word i said what do i say what do i say again three two one that was a great intro <laughs> <laughs> we're all unreal on this one uh hey thank you guys for listening thank bro. you guys for tagging us in your stories and continuing to support us and all of this because we yes. couldn't do it without you so keep tagging us Keep sharing it with friends. Keep leave us some reviews. We haven't said that one yet. Leave some reviews for us. <laughs> Throw like give some honest comments and stuff. Tell us what you, what you leave guys think. Leave us reviews. I work at Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Easy works at Yelp. So you know, go on Yelp. I don't think we're on Yelp. We're not on Yelp yet. But uh, you know, go on Spotify, go on iTunes, all that kind of good stuff. Wherever you guys are listening, and just uh, drop us a little comment. Tell us what you think. Yeah. So, all right. This is gonna be a fun episode. Oh, this is gonna be a challenging episode. Because I'm going to be speaking to this from a very real place that I've been going through. and But hey, that's what this is all about, right? Uh, so, <laughs> frustrated expectations. I, I have an expectation that something's going to happen in a certain way and it doesn't. Or maybe I heard from God and I just thought something was going to go a certain way and then it didn't. And now I'm mad at God. So what, what do we do when we get frustrated? When we have expectations and they don't get met? And then, or when we get frustrated with God because we think it's going to happen in a certain way and he didn't meet it in the way that we wanted to. Like, what do we do with our frustrations and our expectations? Um, so let's just go into this. Uh, again, I'm going to do a little disclaimer for the audience. If I'm talking a lot, I'm sorry, but this is just a, this has been on my heart this week because I've been living through it. <clears throat> Matt? Preach, man. Preach. <laughs> no. No, I'm if just TD, kinda, man. If TD Jakes could go for an hour and fifty three minutes on his messages, bro, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, bro. Two hours. No, I'm just gonna talk. I'm just gonna talk and have a discussion with everybody. So, the, so as we go into this, there's no specific verse because, I mean, there's there's examples all over the Bible of people who had unmet expectations. I mean, think about Abraham and Sarah, right? I mean, classic example. They had an expectation from God, right? God gave them a promise. Yeah. And then it didn't happen when they wanted it to. The timing didn't happen. And so what did they do? They took matters into their own hands, got messed up in the situation. The promise still happened, but now they caused issues in that process. They caused complications. They caused issues and troubles and and more difficulties than they would have had to deal with during that process, right? The promise still happened. Yeah. But so Abraham and Sarah had unmet expectations. Uh, Moses had frustrated expectations, right? Because yeah. God tells him to go lead my people, go tell Pharaoh to lead my people out of Egypt. And they get to the Red Sea and Moses is like, what do I do? The people are complaining, right? Moses is like, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to get to lead these people when all they're doing is complaining to me and, you know, like blaming me for everything. And Moses goes to God and God's like, keep going, you know? What do you do in that time when you're frustrated and you give God that frustration and he said, and he doesn't, doesn't do anything, Yeah, you know? So we're going to talk about all these kinds of things, but so I <laughs> no, well, almost went off on that. <laughs> I could have, I, I, really, I could have <laughs> get the camera out for this one. You never know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Oski, Oski, scoot back up. Here. <laughs> <laughs> flipping <laughs> tables. <laughs> no, no. I mean, this is just such a real, such a real topic because I think so many Christians go through struggles of expectations because we want God to do a certain thing. And when he tells us he's going to do a certain thing and he, and then he doesn't do it yeah. <laughs> or we don't see it in the way that we wanted to see it. And yep. what do we do? Yep. 
This is such a good topic to talk about. I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm going through this now because now God's allowing me to talk about it, right? Yeah. So I did a Google search uh, last night for what does the Bible say about expectations? This is very interesting. I'm going to read a few verses here and I want you guys to, I want you to look for it, okay? Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That was the first result, right? Literally, you can go on Google and say, what does the Bible say about expectations? And you'll see all these verses. Proverbs 10, 28, the hopes of the godly result in happiness, but the expectations of the wicked come to nothing. Uh-oh. Proverbs 23, 17 and 18, do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. There is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Psalm 62, one, verses 1 to 2 and 5 to 6 says, I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not, never be shaken. Verse 5, let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. Where'd you all hear expectation in there? Maybe once, right, in uh, Proverbs 10.28, but it's talking about the, the expectations of the wicked. Like, so I'm, I'm Googling, what does the Bible say about expectations? <laughs> and none of these verses show up about expectations. But what does show up, this is the key. <laughs> Lay it on him, Noah. Hope. Oh. What do, all these, what do all these verses have in them? Hope. Jeremiah 20, 29, 11, plans to give you hope. Proverbs 10, 28, the hopes of the godly. Mm. Proverbs 23, 17 and 18, there is surely a future hope for you. Psalm 62, my hope is in him. The Bible, like, when you do this kind of search, it says something that there's not much on expectations. The reason is because I, this is what I realized that expectation is about me. Yeah. Expectation is about me. Yes. Hope, Damn, bro. hope is about God. Hope is about God, what God does. Yeah. Expectation is about what I'm expecting to happen. Yep. Hope is about what God is going to do. Mm-hmm. Dang, bro. Yes. So I'm just going to read through these things and y'all can uh, just, we'll share some stories and stuff. But Slapping me biblically over here. <laughs> so expectation depends on a time. Think, think again, Abraham and Sarah. Yeah. It's not happening now. We're going to make it happen gonna now. We're going to make it happen. Expectation depends on a time. Hope depends on God's timing. Yeah. Expectation depends on assumption. Hope depends on the word, the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? Expectation, I'm assuming something's going to happen. Yeah. But hope says that regardless if it happens or not, I know there's a truth that I'm clinging to. Expectation depends on what I've seen in the past. But hope depends on what I haven't seen in the future. Mm. Right? I'm expecting something to happen because I've seen it before. I have an expectation that something's going to happen because I've seen it before. But yeah. hope says, you haven't seen it. Hope says, I don't know what's going to happen. Right? You, like the pastor said, who hopes for what they already have? Yeah. I think the Bible says that too. But like, you don't hope for something that you have. I don't hope for this iPad. It's here. Yeah. Right? Expectation depends on my strength. Hope depends on God's strength. Expectation depends on my preconceived thoughts, what I've already decided in my mind, what yeah. I've thought about in my head. Hope depends on God's promises, yeah. like that. which have no time, which have no date, which you don't know when it's going to happen. But if God said it, it will happen, right? Yeah. Okay. 
little piece of scripture here, Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher and my thoughts than your thoughts. When I start expecting things to happen, I'm depending on my thoughts, my ways. Yeah. When I start allowing God to do these things, it's God's thoughts, God's ways, which we don't know. So what all this says is that our expect, we, when we get frustrated, it's because our expectation is we're depending on ourselves. We're expecting something because we're trying to depend on ourselves from, from what we've seen, from what we can do, from everything that we know and that we've seen in the past or our own strength. But we, and we're not depending on God enough in this, okay? So let me ask y'all, where, where do we expect, or sorry, where does frustration come from then for you guys? Almost, from within. I, I need to stop talking. But honestly, I like what you said about frustration comes from, from our own expectations and from when, it, right. when we're being selfish with our own thoughts. Um, <clears throat> I, I think it's, it's just perspective and it's like lens, the lens you, you see the promise and even when we read the Bible, I like that, that verse that you pulled up, Jeremiah, because when, when we read that through the lens of our own selfish desires, we read that and we're like, yes, God, you have, you have promises, my promises for me. I am going to get rich. God didn't say you were going to get rich. He said he has his plans for your life, not your plans for your life. Right. And like we, we read it through that lens and then we get, it, we get it twisted. And then little do they know that. God didn't, it, it's all timing, you know, like we think it's going to come quick and it's like, no, it's not. Or how we expect it. And that's how Israel was when Jesus came. They, they were expecting another king, another King David to come and overthrow all like all their people who are oppressing them and stuff. But they got Jesus in the manger and, and, and it wasn't their expectations of the king they wanted, you know? Yeah, and now they're they're all mad because of it and stuff, but that's their that's their issue. With me, I guess personally, <clears throat> I get I story time? Story time? Go for Do it. it. Alright, man. I'm gonna be real here. I'm gonna be real honest. Uh the for the past like mm, I would say two months since January, uh since second semester of Hillsong College started. I was noticing that I was getting offended all the time. And, um, I, you know, I, you start thinking it's other people, the reason why. And then God, like, quickly spoke to me and he was like, bro, like, you offended because you keep making everything about you. And I'm like, dang, I'm like, and I was always comparing myself too. like, I'll be like, why do they get to do this? Why do they get to do that? And like, and the funny thing is, low key, if they would have asked me to do it, I, I would have complained too about it. You know, I would have been like, oh, now I have to do it. Like, but like, I'm being, I'm be honest with y'all. Like, yeah. I just had to, I, I would look at other people and I'll start comparing myself to them and stuff. And then like, I'll be like, well, uh, do I speak like them or I get to speak better? Why do I get the chance? And like comparison, what I've noticed about comparison, it's, it's acknowledgement in the wrong direction. We tend, when we, when we acknowledge something in somebody and we hold it in within ourselves it becomes comparison and it becomes a seed of of bad stuff within our hearts that's why i'm making it intentional within my life in this season to start encouraging as much people as i can because encouragement wasn't something that was natural to me 
And like, I have to start making it a, a natural language because when I acknowledge something, now I want to get it out and to that person real quick, yeah. speak it over their life. Be like, bro, I see this in you, blah, blah, blah. And encourage them, build them up. Because if I don't get it out of my mouth, it's going to stay within my heart and it's going to start tearing them, tearing them down in my, in my heart and in my mind. And that's so unhealthy for myself. Yeah. Really, it's not hurting them. They still live, you know, like, yeah. but um, I think I'm getting a little sidetracked on this, but yeah I, but yeah man so like i think that's where my frustration was coming from and then like now that i'm i'm not i'm trying to take the focus off of myself and we're last time talking about how do we do this now you know how do we do it and and you know we're like just do it god says to just do it we sometimes expect for god to like come and take the the demon of expectations away from us <laughs> and stuff and then we're everything's gonna be gucci but no it's a process that we have to work at and I just listened to uh, Erwin McManus sermon the other day, and he was talking about the same thing, how he never, encouragement never came out of his mouth before. And his whole team, like, he started noticing that his team started going down. And then he said that, like, when he started encouraging people, he started noticing that it was helping him and his heart and helping others and up uplifting others. And... It just changed everything. He had to do it intentionally, like four times the amount. And um, I think that's what I'm doing like now. Like, and it's been helping with my discouragement now because I'm not making it about me. And I'm, I'm focusing my attention from myself to others. And don't get it twisted. It's a struggle. It's not easy. You got to intentionally work at it. It's not like God is just going to come and remove that out of you. You got to do your part too. Um, and yeah, that's my story. What was the question again? It's just like, where does frustration come from you? Like, what, so what have you experienced, Oscar? Yeah, no, for me, it's definitely, uh, sum it up one word, timing. Mm. Um, just because I put certain things on my timing. A uh, great example of that is, um, I, well, all of us in this room kind of know what God's calling us to. And for me, last year, I, I realized, I'm like, okay, I'm walking out this walk, but what, what am I really getting called to, you know? And for me, that was a big frustration back in 2019. I'm like, okay, I got, I'm, I'm walking this walk. I'm pursuing you. I'm going to church. I'm, I'm definitely growing in, in my walk, but what is it that I'm aiming for, you know? Yeah. And for me through that process, 2019 was very rough because every time I talk to someone, it's like, oh, they know what they're being called to, you know? But for me, it's like, God, like, why is it taking so long? Like, I actually want to have something to aim for and work at it. So for me, it was just, 2019 was definitely about patience. Like, it's not in my timing, you know, really understanding that it's in God's timing. And that's what I love about Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says, like, he gives you a future and a hope, you know, but it doesn't have a timeline, doesn't have a deadline. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's going to be in his timing and understanding that. So for me, that's something that I think definitely leads media as far as frustration. I think another thing that you touched on was comparison. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. Uh, so recently, too, I started comparing myself only to myself, to the person i was yesterday it's a saying that you hear like only compare yourself to, to the person you were yesterday now to keep improving <laughs> just because for me that's something it's so crazy i think about four years ago i wrote a letter or something i don't know what it was but it, it said in there one of the things that i want to work on is comparison and just last year I, I read it again i'm like yo like i've been struggling with comparison this whole time yeah and yeah, and I didn't really take time to work on that because even up until last year, I was still doing a lot of that. And it's funny because Izzy called me out on that 
I don't know when, I think it was like around Thanksgiving. Because one thing that I was really comparing myself is to like you guys, you know, I think, I think all of you guys are there. I think, I know Mal was there. And I was Church. like, yeah, that one time that Izzy called me out, he's like, yeah, like the way I see you're putting us is like, you're, we're all up here and then you're putting yourself down here. Yeah. And he corrected me, he's like, nah, you're right there with us, you know? And for me, it's like, ah, oh, like, that was a reality check that I need to stop comparing myself to others and really just focus on me and my walk, you know? Yeah. That's something that I definitely struggle with as far as frustration too, comparison, mm. because man, it gets you, honestly. Yeah. And for me, it was four years. I just, I couldn't believe that I wrote that letter. And then even until last year reading it, I'm like, yo, like this has been a frustration for four years and I didn't even acknowledge it, you know? Yeah. Wow. Where now God's definitely helped me work on it. But I really have to be patient with myself because certain things like that, when I see certain things like that, I get so mad at myself. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? You know, like I need to be, I need to be more intentional about certain things. Yeah. And for, well, that's something I'm being more intentional about. But that's, for me, it's those two things last year as far as comparison and then timing. Hmm. One of the things I heard you just say, Oscar, was that you have an, you, you had or have an expectation too to, to be over something. Yeah. Comparison. I expected to be over this by now. Why am I not over this? Yeah. Why am I still struggling with this God? Like why, like that thorn, right? Why am I still going through this? For me, it's an expectation. It's like of timing. Like, God, why am I not a pastor yet? Why am I not walking in this purpose? Like, I feel you telling me these things, but all, at the other time, I feel you like these other things pulling me in the other direction. It's like, yeah. what do I do when you're sitting in that, in that middle space and you're like being pulled between two directions, right? Like one person has this chain, the other person has this chain and you're just like spread eagle and you're just like, I don't know what to do. I have an expectation. It's not being met and I don't know where to go from here. You know, I expected to be married by now, be married. I expected to have that job. I expected to already be this by this age, right? It's all, it just always comes down to ourselves. And that was what hit me the most last night. When I was looking at this, it's like, I've been so selfish. I've been so selfish in trying to like walk into my calling and make it happen. And it's just been like, that's so wrong. Yeah. Because God will make up that quote unquote lost time. God will restore all that time that is quote unquote lost because it's not lost. God's still doing something in that time. And it's like, I'm not hoping in what God has promised me. I know what he's called me to. Yeah. I've had experience after experience of God saying, you're going to be a pastor. Like yeah. you're going to lead a church. You're going to have a blessed marriage. You're going to have a blessed family, like all these things. And it's like, I'm not seeing it when I want to see it. Yeah. And I'm trying, I'm trying to do the things in my own strength. It's my money and I need it now. <laughs> that's a classic, bro. So that, that's what I realized was, is you, it was this revelation. I, and I, again, I am so glad I've went through this. I mean, yeah. my wife, Lillian, will tell you that like this whole week, we'll see if she shouts at something. Like this whole week, I've come home every single night because I've been stressed out at work. Yeah. Like I've been going through a lot. And now it's like at the same time that I'm feeling unmet expectations from God, where it's like he tells me to go do something. I do it. I don't feel like I'm going to tell a story real quick, man, and I'll let you get to this. So no, I felt fine, bro. Keep going. <laughs> I just I felt when I was doing the fast back, it was like a few weeks before the end of it. Right. I, I was uh, I just got this sudden like feeling from the spirit. It's like I need to go and just like. I need to go somewhere. For some reason, the spirit put it on me to go to Dallas, Texas. And I was like, what's in Dallas? I don't, like, why do I need to go there? And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go at some point and I'll, you know, go and experience and whatever happens, happens. But then 
uh, like a week or two later, I was reading what we just talked about in the last episode, Jeremiah 18. And I said, go. And the Lord said to Jeremiah to go to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. And as I read that, I asked Lillian, I was like, mm. what's in, I was like, where's T.D. Jakes's church? Potter's house and she's like Dallas and I was like <gasps> so now it's like I have this I'm like oh my gosh I have to go like that was a clear thing to me where it's like God is speaking to me and like saying you need to be in Dallas at TD Jakes's church so this last week Lily and I go yeah guess who's not there <laughs> TD Jakes is not at the Potter's house of all the Sundays he's usually there right he's not there I was so mad I was so upset and frustrated with God because yeah. I was like, God, why did you bring me here yeah. if he's not even going to be here? Like of all the Sundays for you to bring me here, he's not here. Yeah. But my expectation was in T.D. Jakes, yeah. not God. Yeah. I was expecting T.D. Jakes to give me the message, not God. Right. Mm. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's what was challenging me this whole time is because I was expecting God to use T.D. Jakes. I st- Let me say this. I still got the message. But it didn't, I didn't realize I got the message until I actually got back here in Phoenix that Sunday after we had gone for a Saturday and Sunday, right? Yeah. And so what ended up happening was that I, I'm sitting there in Dallas, I'm frustrated. Lillian's like, just quiet because I'm mad and I'm frustrated and just, I'm quiet myself. That's what I do when I get frustrated. I go inwardly. That's a whole other topic itself. But um, so yeah, we, we get back to, to here to Phoenix and uh, which was at, after a delayed flight. So now we, and the group of us had planned to have a big feast after this fast and everything. So now I don't make it back to that, right? Yeah. Or was that, no, sorry, that was from that was Tulsa. Yeah. yeah, that's when I went that to Tulsa. That yeah. was a whole different frustration. Yeah, right. Different. <laughs> yeah, so the weekend before that, I go to Tulsa. I had expectations to come back with you guys, do the big feast, talk about our fast and what we've gone through. I get delayed. Don't make it back till 9 p.m. that night. Like two weeks of just unmet expectations and frustration. I'm like, up to my breaking point at this point yeah. after everything that happens at uh, the Potter's house in Dallas. Anyways, I get back here to Phoenix. Um, so at the Potter's house, when you actually, what? <laughs> I'll show you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Too much. Keep going. Um, when you're a first time guest at the Potter's house, they'll, you like go to this like specific area and they give you some preferred seating and stuff. But when you sign up your name and stuff, they'll give you a DVD of one of TD Jakes's messages. And so I, I grabbed the DVD and I put it in my bag. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, whatever. It's just probably some generic message that they put together for first-time guests. Lillian had been there before. She got a DVD. Right, right, right. A same different kind one of or thing. the same one? D- different one. Okay. A different one because this message, the, the sermon that was on the DVD I got was from a message he preached back in September of 2019, okay? Yeah. Get back to Phoenix. I, I had put that DVD in my bag, my backpack, forgot about it the whole trip. I get back here and I'm standing over here at my counter and I pull this DVD out and it hits me like a ton of bricks where it's like the Holy Spirit brought me brought back to my mind that verse where it says, and I will give you my message mm. and I will give like someone handed me this message. Someone literally gave me this message and it, yeah. and it hit me. I listened to that message. It radically just like hit me on multiple different areas. Like it was what I needed to hear. It was, it like, it, it, it sunk in, it confirmed in me exactly what I was like questioning and like thinking about and asking God about. So good, bro. And like, and, but, but the expectation I had was not met, but yet God still fulfilled the promise. Yeah. But it's not the way I wanted it to be. 
And that's what sucks. That's where the difficulty lies is because we have a certain way we expect it to happen. And then we'll get frustrated and, and blame God that's not happening when God's yeah. like, it is happening. You yeah. Open your eyes. Like what you're saying, perspective. Change your perspective yeah. of what I'm doing. Right? Anyways, that's... That's a dope story. <laughs> that was really good. <clears throat> so, I don't mean to keep talking. No, bro. But, do it, bro. But like... Again, let's, uh, easy, easy and I have talked about this before, right? Where we like to use the story of David. So now we have, we'll set expectations because of a certain story in the Bible. Yep. And we'll say, yeah. I, I expect things to happen that way. Yep. But there's so many other different stories in the Bible so where much. things happen in different ways. And, and, you know, people will say, oh, it's contradicting, contradicting itself. The Bible is not. It's God saying the same thing in a different way. Yeah. And that's where we get frustrated, too, is because we expect God to do the same thing he did before in the same way he did before. And he doesn't do it, right? Isaiah yeah. says, forget all that. Forget the former things. I'm doing a new thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if, yeah. If, I, if I start to depend on God to use one story, I'll always be frustrated. Yeah. Always be frustrated. But if I, and I start, and if, because I'll start setting expectations that God's going to use this story in my life. And God's like, I'm using Jonah's story, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm not using David. I'm not using Moses. I'm using this story. And he might use a combination of stories yeah. for your life to go and say, this part, your, this part of your life is going to be Moses. This part of your life is going to be David. You know, whatever it becomes. The point is stop expecting God to be on your terms and start being on God's terms. That's, and it's hard. Yeah. I don't say that was just like a, like it's an easy thing to do because it's not. You going to say something? No, I, I was oh. just a little, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was just going to say like, yeah, no, you're right. Like the whole, the whole Bible, bro, is basically, whole Old Testament especially is just expectation after yeah, expectation yeah. after expectation being wrecked. All books. All the time. And then it all points to Jesus and they couldn't see it coming. They thought it was something totally different, what they wanted, you know? And it's just crazy how that works. So, <laughs> y'all, I could talk all day on this. Bro, I'm keep going, I'm bro. I'm really not trying to just take no, over this episode. Say but, it, dude. But this is just so strong in my heart because I've lived it the past two weeks. And it's like, yeah, like at some point you have to give up. That's, I love it. <laughs> you have to give it. You have to give it, bro. You, you have to let go of your expectations. Yeah. yeah. Let go. You have to give, give in and like to give up, right? Not, not give up on your calling, not give up on what God has called you to do, but give up. Like I'm, 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 I'm looking up. I'm shifting my giving up to God. I'm now giving this to God. I'm not giving to myself. I'm giving what I have to God. It's surrendering. Yeah. It's surrendering this, this, this will that I have to God and be like, whatever, like you just do it. God. Like, yeah. but when you start to understand and not look for things in a certain way, right. When you start to say, okay, God, like speak to me. Right. When Eli, when uh, Eli was being right, Eli was being called or no, sorry, Samuel, uh, Samuel, Samuel was being called and by God and Eli is like, oh, when, when God speaks again, say this, what does he say? Speak Lord for your servant is listening. Yeah. Whatever God says. Whatever God. Whatever yeah. God says. Like if He says do this, do that. But it doesn't say, you know, God speak to me about this thing. It says just speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so what? There's no expectation on it. Yeah. I'm expecting God to speak, and I'm expecting me to listen. 
Yeah. That's what it comes down to. So Matt, I love what you're saying too, because it, there's just, it, it always seems to come down that way. Moses expected things to go a certain way and it didn't. Uh, Abraham and Sarah, like I said, expected things to go a certain way and it didn't. Disciples expected things to go a certain way and it didn't. All the people, the, you know, the Hebrew, the Israelites in Egypt expected things to go a certain way and it didn't. Yeah. It's always because we're looking for things to go our way. But again, going back to what Isaiah says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, declares the Lord. Yeah. Nor are my, nor are my ways your ways, meaning that we don't know. What you were saying, Oscar, Jeremiah 20, 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you. Who knows the plans I have for you? God. Meaning, I don't know the plans God has for me. Yeah. I, I think, Matt, bro, yeah, we have to uh, definitely let go um, of expectations. And I think for me, because, you know, we, we feel the call of being pastors, uh, Noah and I. And I think, I think you just live better that way. Because, yeah. like, I'll just tell them the story, like, real quick. Yeah. Like, I've, uh, when I met you guys and stuff, like, I always, when I realized this, like, and you think you realize it and you think you're never going to go through it again. And it's funny because you still go through it in another form. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give the expectations because, like, I, okay, all right. Essentially, what I'm trying to say here real quick, yeah. in one sentence or a few, is basically to the listener is, now you may be wondering, like, okay, so does that mean do I just get rid of the vision God has given me because it might be wrong? No, it's not. But how you obtain it, the time, and even and to be honest, even how it's gonna look yeah. might be different. That that's why I was like, you know what? When I met Noah and Izzy and them, I was like, you know what? Like, I know I have expectations because of the vision God has given me to pastor a church, but I gave it up in a sense. It's still there, like in the back burner, but like I'm holding it loosely because it, yeah, my hands open because I'm like. It can be that, and it can't be that. It could be a different form of that. And that's fine with me. And when, I, when my heart was, like, ready to give that up, like, I was just feeling peace about it. I was like, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't have the pressure anymore of trying to make this happen. Like, yeah. I'm just going to do what I'm called to do in this season, and then whatever else, God is going to take it. And if it is that, if, you know, you know that, that church comes to pass, great. And if it's in a different form, great, too. Like, yeah. it's just being able to like be surrender to God's will, like God, like this is what you have placed in my life at this moment. I still have the vision you've given me in the future. Like, yeah, work towards that. And it's not like God will never give you something in a season. That's going to be totally wasteful for what the vision is. Like it's all, it's all going to be used for, for the big picture. Um, but yeah. No, and I think that's great though. As far as like what you guys are touching on, like getting to that point where you're giving up, uh, just because it's such a great place to be honestly where there's no pressure you're at yeah. peace like okay i know ultimately god's hand is still in this so and a great example of a frustration that i was going through recently is in my job search uh i was unemployed for three months so you can only like really imagine how that felt with no stable income coming yeah, yeah you probably do know honestly I and know. i've been there yeah, and I was there, and honestly, it was not the business. I was so frustrated with God. I'm like, okay, God. I, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, God, okay, I'm good. This was my expectation. Honestly, and that, that's wrong already. Like, yeah. I already know, yeah. Like, but say it, but say it, but say it. That's exactly yeah, it. Like, I honestly had the expectation of taking a month off, 
and then starting on starting off in January, getting a new job, like literally in January, like that first week, I'm like, God, I'm never going to provide, you know, I'm walking out of faith, quitting my job, nothing lined up. Like, it's going to be great. Like, All right, let's test it. Yeah. <laughs> God's like, oh, let me check you. Let me check out what I can do in your life right now. Since you're putting expectations on me. And oh my gosh, the next three months just wrecked me. Little did I know that I was going to go. I just literally got a job like three weeks ago. So honestly, it was, it was a grind getting through that time. But geez, honestly, going through that expectation, having that expectation and being where I am now is just, I don't know. I'm, it's crazy because I got to a point where I was applying for jobs that I didn't want to do. Like I got to that point, you know? Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang, okay, God, like, dang, you did not meet my expectations. And here I am trying to do it out of my own will. And that's why I like Abraham's story that he, God gave him the promise, you know, but it was not in their timing. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, okay, I'll put it in my timeline. And God's like, oh, you want to do that? Let me check. Let me try you out. It was three months. But honestly, the job that I got now, I'm so thankful for it. And it's funny because going back to the point that you guys made about giving up, I got to that point where I got so fresh. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to stop applying, guy. Like, I already applied to so many jobs. Are you wild? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, honestly, I'm just going to, yeah, honestly, it's not a good, yeah. Just It got to a point where I, for a week, I think I didn't even apply. I'm just, I just got to a point where I'm like, I'm going to spend time with you, God. That's my priority right now. I've been trying to do it out of my own will and nothing's been happening. Same like with Abraham, you know, and what happened there. Mm-hmm. And within that week, I got an interview where I went through two interviews that same day and they offered me the job that same day. Wow. And I was like, what the heck? Like, how did this so happen, funny, you know? Man. And that was just a God thing for me, but I don't know. That was just my experience recently. And I was like, okay, don't, don't put expectations on God when you have your own plans because honestly, he'll, he'll take you on a roller coaster. See, the craziest thing about all of this is that the word expectation in itself when you spell it it has an i in it and the word hope doesn't have an i in it right so like when you're hopeful you're completely like it's not based on my skill anymore it's not based on what i do or my resume or what that says it's based on saying okay lord let your will be done not mine but it's it's funny that all you guys are sharing like the frustration and stuff with with everything and not saying I haven't, fr- haven't had frustration, just it's in different ways. Um, and it's just not kind of in the same way that this would help this podcast. <laughs> but one thing I notice with all our frustrations and expectation is that it's always something that we think hasn't been met and we get super upset about. And I just, I think it's, that's the craziest part is because we just become so, I mean, we, it's, truly we be just become selfish mm-hmm. yeah. and we're just like this is what i wanted this is not what i'm getting like what the heck god you said ask and when you shall receive you know and then you're sitting there and that's you're like biblical. like that's <laughs> biblical god i'm asking for this but it's like well god now wants to know why are you asking is it from your heart is it from a want is it a need you know where does that sit from and like with you guys uh all of us but like with the call it's so funny because I remember I, I used to deal with this a lot. I mean, this was my story. This was the name of the game for me back when I was like 11 to about 18. Like consistently, I was like expecting certain things to happen when I would play drums um, and receive compliments. Like I was expecting those things. 
and like people were not giving them to me anymore and I was getting really upset. I was like, man, am I playing horrible or like am I getting too cocky or what's going on? And that's when I just had a moment with God and he was like, nah, dude, you're just you're expecting too much out of this and you're expecting too much for you. Mm -hmm. You're not even trying to glorify me by the gift I've given you. You're trying to get glory on your own now. And I'm like, dang. And so dealing with that a lot, it's kind of one of the biggest reasons why like in 2019, I had stepped away from, you know, praise and worship aspect. Cause it's like, all right, God, I'm not going to have the expectation anymore to be there because why, you know, if you, if my calling really is to be a worship leader, Lord, you will make that happen. I don't have to force anything. You know, all I have to do is just continuously give it up, learn to be a, a real worshiper first, and then everything will fall into place because you got me, you hold me, you know? Yeah. So it's crazy. Nope. Go nope. Go for it, Matt. <laughs> nah, like, <clears throat> I like that, Izzy. I, you said something about want and need. And like, that's the key thing right there too. It's like want and need. And like, God, we always get frustrated when we're like, I want this, but God's like, I'm going to give you what you need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he wanted something out. Like he wanted to, you know, be a pastor today. I mean, he is a pastor. Don't get me wrong, but like just have his church right now and started all that. But God gave him the message, what he needed for right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, it's just crazy because that's how, again, it was with Israel. They wanted something, but they gave them a need. And it's always pointing towards other people. The hope yeah. is all for other people, not for <clears throat> ourselves. And I had to get to a point in my life too recently that like, again, you just, how do you get out of this? You just start investing in other people. Yes. You stop thinking about yourself and you start yeah. encouraging other people. Yeah. Whatever people God placed in your life, you, you built them up. And like, there was a point where like, again, with the whole like speaking and stuff, like I, I saw some other leaders getting like speaking opportunities and I'm just like, and so stupid when you really think about it. And I'm just like, and guys like, you want that? Now? Yeah, you want that, but you're not, you're not doing what, what you need to do. And when I started realizing I haven't been investing on my youth, like I should, mm. you know, cause I was so focused on trying to reach, reach to them from the pulpit that I wasn't reaching out to them from a personal level. You know what I'm saying? And God was like, no, you need to reach to them in a personal level first. If you want to be in the pulpit, because I could put you on the pulpit, but like you're doing it backwards that way. You know what I'm saying? And you're not going to affect, you know, affect anybody. And like, I was like, all right, God. So that's why, again, like if you're listening, how do you get defrustrated? Is focusing on other people (laughs) and you just build whatever the people that you have in your life right now, start with those people. If it's just your mother and your father, uplift them, encourage them. I know that's something I have to do within my own life is encourage and uplift my parents because that's just something they didn't grow up with. And I need to do it just everybody and just, just spend quality time with people and build others. It's funny. This just brought back to my mind, Matt. Um, When Lily and I got married, there was a night, right before the night before the wedding where all the guys were in the cabin. Right. And you came over to me and you're like, I had like, I feel like I need to tell you this, like this word for you is like, focus on your marriage, focus on your marriage. And I haven't been, if I'm honest, I like I've sure, like we've been working on things here and there, but not in the way that it's like, I need to. Yeah. And I think it's because I have had this expectation that this is going to be the year when the church starts, this is going to be the yeah. year when I go into my calling. God's like, you need to focus on your marriage yep. because if you don't have that, the church won't matter anyways. Yeah. None of it will matter. 
<laughs> bro, oh, that's so good. I was speaking to Brett. We need to get my boy Steve in here one of these days. <laughs> I was talking to Steve the other day. He's Steve's like, got some wisdom. Steve was all talking to me, right? And he was just telling me about like Melissa and how great she he thinks Melissa is for me and all that. And you know, we we're just talking. And he's like, Yeah, man, you need to build that girl up. If she's gonna be if she's gonna be your wife, that's the first, that's the church. Your yeah. wife is the first yeah. church. Because you're leading You need that to build example. your wife up. And then you'll be able to build the, the other church up too, yeah, you know? Exactly. But if you don't know how to build your wife up, don't expect to build a big church up. You no. know what I'm saying? If you can't so, lead that family, you like if you can't lead your own family at home, you cannot lead that church family. And it's yeah. not all... Guys, listen. It's not only <laughs> just leading and building up your wife. It's learning how to listen. Yes. And how to follow yes. your <laughs> wife yeah. or that person person that you want to spend your life with in ministry that's the most and and like because building up that person yeah that that's that's the easy part what gets hard is like it's not easy bro (laughs) it's not easy so then i guess it's easier for you to listen yeah, no, even that, because I talk a lot. I just don't have no but like, easy bro. Like, you ain't like, your name, bro. It just takes, it just takes a lot of effort. It's just, it's, but that's just it. It's like, <laughs> with God, it's never about, okay, God, I did this, I'm ready. Like, it's yeah. it's done with. And like, forgive me if right. I'm saying this, Noah, and you can stop me at any point, or Lillian, or Lillian back there, but like, <laughs> it kind of felt like you got married and you were like, all right, church time. It was, I checked off the list. It's like right? marriage yeah. done. Now I'm going to be a pastor. Right. And it's like, no, that marriage didn't make, doesn't make you a pastor. Right. Exactly. That marriage just makes you a husband. Now learn how to be a husband before I make you a pastor. Exactly. And it's so funny what you were saying is because you were talking about how like, oh, they're up there now and they're talking and preaching. And now this is where I, this is where I felt it before is like people are getting put up in positions that I like, I know I could do a better job or, or that I could lead in certain ways. But I remember God one time telling me, he was like, do you want me to put you up there now? So I don't have to put you up there later. Ooh. And I was like, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. Yeah. 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 You, you want it now? Where all it's just with 10 people. That's perfect. I could give that to you if that's really what you want. I'm like, no, Lord, but you told me it would be with other, like more than just 10 people but, yeah. and that it would be in the, like, I've seen these, yeah. these visions that you've given me. And it's like, no, I want that. He's like, well, then stop asking for it now. Yeah. Yeah. Stop asking yeah. for it now. Yeah. Just yeah. wait till I give it to you. Just steward what you have in front of you. Yeah. And yeah. that's the hardest part. Excuse me. That was a big one. <laughs> He's spitting all over the place, bro. <laughs> that, hey, don't spray that's it. the spirit spit. That's, <laughs> that's the hardest part about it is because like, you know, we, especially as guys, we tend to like have this conquer mindset yeah. that's like, all right, I conquered it. Check it off the list. Check it off the list. What's next? You know, and that's the beauty of of the girls in our lives is because (laughs) their mindset is like, all right, well, now that we've accomplished this, how do we dig deeper? Yeah. You know, how do we go in depth with it? And as guys, it's like, as guys, it's just like, okay, you know, I got the money. We're good. And a girl is going to tell you, no, well, here's what we're going to spend it on. Here's how we're gonna we're use build it. The wealth, we're we're gonna build the wealth. We're gonna build. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, like my grandparents, <laughs> my my grandpa. Like, it, I would not, I would not be here. My dad would not be here if it wasn't for my grandmother, because she was the one that was like, "Yo, we need to go to the United States. Like, that's where mm. our lives are gonna be." He goes, "For what? We got everything here. Like, <laughs> I make good money. Like, we have like tons of land. We've got our own house. We basically are like 
the political leaders of our little town. Like, why would we want to leave and go to the United States where it's so much bigger? Yeah. And she's like, because it's not for us. It's for our mm. future. Mm. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay. Man. You know, so. And even with that, too, like, you have expectations in marriage. That's going to go a certain way. And then that doesn't go a certain yeah. Again, when it comes to God and all of this, like, it's good. We, we have expectations. My whole word last year was expectancy. <laughs> Literally, 2019, the word that I felt in my spirit was expectancy, right? <laughs> and then it, what's crazy is that the verse God gave me, too, was Ephesians 3.20, which says, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Yeah. I was expecting God to do something. He exceeded it, right? But that's the thing. When we start expecting certain things yeah. and set that, that kind of standard for God, mm-hmm then we're not allowing him to exceed that expectation. Put him in a box. We're putting him in a box and yeah. saying, I want you to do it this way. But God's like, I have so much more than you. I did not plan on getting married in 2019. Yeah. In January, I, I was single. I was not planning on getting married at the end of 2019. And yet, Ephesians 3.20, who, God who can do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or imagine, right? And he did. So it's, and my word this year is vitality, which is like a spiritual strengthening right? It's like a growing stronger. It's like, it's like building up. And it's like, that's what God is doing through all this. He's like, he's allowing me to go through this, this time of, of having unmet expectations because now it's allowing me again to depend on him and to put my hope in him. We can expect God to do things and we should. But yeah. when, he, when, when that doesn't happen, we don't get frustrated and throw our hands up and say, well, forget it, God, I'm done with this. No, we, we still have that hope that it's coming. What does vitality mean again? Vitality is like a spiritual like strengthening or like growing stronger. So what are you trying to spiritually strengthen? Your calling or your marriage? Exactly. And that, when the conversation that you and I and Lillian had on Wednesday night, yeah. where that realization hit me, where it's like, I have started to idolize my calling, not God. And the thing is, we, we, we like that. That's a good question because... In our in our human brain, we always have we always have the tendency of one or the other. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, black as you as you as you build your marriage, you're building your calling. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. it's like so it's like we don't gotta choose one or the other. Oh, oh, God yeah. knows how to kill two birds with one stone. You know what I'm saying? Like he's good at that. Yeah. All right, real quick. Um, again, I want to just reemphasize that. It's good to ex- to have an expectancy for God to do something. Yeah. But expecting God to do something without God doing it doesn't lead to anything. That leads to frustration. Yeah. When we expect God to do stuff on our own terms, that leads to our own frustrations and to getting out of his will and getting out of align with getting misaligned with him, yeah. right? I want to I want to share this story because it the spirit brought this story to me about I was like, "Well, what like What's a good example of this, of like expectation versus hope? And it brought to me the, the, the story of the woman who had the issue of blood, mm-hmm. right? So because when we place our hope in God and place our expectations on him, that he can and will do something, that's when miracles happen. That's yeah. when we grow. That's when things really start to change. So this woman, I'm just going to read this real quick. Mark 5, 21 and 29 when Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gather, gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. So here's another example, right? We're talking about giving up. Because Jai- so 
He pleaded earnestly with him, verse 23, my little, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. Jairus had an expectation that Jesus was, oh my goodness. Jairus <laughs> had this expectation that he went to Jesus, fell on his knees, right? You will get like what Oscar is saying, like you just kind of throw your hands in the air and give up. And you, that's, that's when God says, now I can actually, you've let go of your expectations of what I'm going to do. Yeah. Now I'm actually going to do the thing that I was going to do because now you're depending on me yeah. versus everything else. And this goes along with a woman too. So, so Jesus went with him, right? A large crowd followed and pressed around and pressed around him. Verse 25, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Mm. So... This is amazing. I, if I'm going to try to say this because it's, it's my head. And I feel it. I'm going to try to say this in the best way. Jairus has an expectation. He goes to Jesus, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry. This is hitting me. Jairus has expectation and a yeah. hope, right? <clears throat> but he kind of has an expectation on Jesus like, oh, you can heal her. Come with me and you're going to heal her and everything's going to be good, right? The woman, on, in contrast, she has no expectation. She doesn't know. Like she, she thinks like, yeah, he can heal me, but she has a hope, right? She thoughts if I, she, she thinks if I just touch his clothes, I don't know what's going to happen. I've expected these doctors to heal me for years, for 12 years. I've expected and expected and expected. Mm. I'm at the end of my line. I'm just going to, I'm just hoping that one little touch will heal me. That, it's that, what do I have to lose mentality? Exactly. Yeah. But Jairus is expecting Jesus to do this thing. And guess what? His little daughter dies. Later on in the story, we find out that because of this incident with this woman, Jairus' daughter dies. So now Jairus' expectations are unmet. And so now Jairus is at the end of his line. It's, it's this crazy story that like the difference between expectation and hope. Yeah. Because Jairus was expecting Jesus to do a certain way to go quickly with him, and Jesus doesn't. Gotta write that one for the books, bro. Sermon. Right? That's a- Title it, don't get it twisted. I like that idea. <laughs> But again, and then, and then this woman, right, she's at, she has no more expectations because she's like, I've tried everything. I don't know what else to do. I'm stuck. I don't know where to go. I'm just going to put my hope in this man and, and hope that he's going to heal me yeah. because of her faith. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yep. Expectation doesn't have to depend on faith. Nope. Expect, expectation depends on what you want God to do. Mm. Hope depends on your faith. Yeah. Right? So again, this woman is, is a, just a, such a good example of, of like she placed her hope in Jesus and she was healed and things mm-hmm. happened. That's when the miracle happened, when she gave up her expectations and hoped in God. Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> when you were saying that, <laughs> yeah, when you were saying that, what I basically just to like break it down and simplify it for us who are not that bright, <laughs> nah, but Basically, like, okay, expectation is us writing our plan and acting like God is a genie and yeah. be like, God, do each plan. Yeah. Like, genie Here's my like, wish. Here's my wish. Ding, 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 ding. Everything's going to happen. Hope is, all right, I see the picture. I see what you're giving me, the end result. 
I don't know how we're going to get there, but whatever. Let's do it. Whatever Let, I have faith that you're going to make it yeah. happen. And in, in a way, I want to say no plan in a way, but then that makes it seem like don't prepare. But preparation and plan yeah. are different. Right, right, right. Prepar- in a way, because they're kind of similar too. But like, because if you're preparing, then you're planning in a sense. This woman, I think preparation yeah. is the 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 good planning. Yes, you know the yeah. prepar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that was good. Yeah. We're, Anything else? We're like fifty something minutes. But any last thoughts on it? Just again, I wanted to talk about this, and I'm. I, I talked a lot because I've been living through this, where it's just like unmet expectation and frustration and. But to someone who's listening, right, like, I just think that you've been placing too much emphasis on your own expectations of what God should be doing in your life at a certain time, in a certain way. And it's like, you have to surrender that, right? You have to surrender that. You have to just give up. I don't mean that as like, give up, again, on your calling or your hope, but give up to God what you're going through. Give it up to him. Surrender up in that way. So. It's so it's so cool how we like come up with well we got these podcasts and like this wasn't planned the give up part wasn't planned nope. and like it's just Literally as we just, talk we come with a we come with a conclusion yeah we've got notes and everything but that's that's the beauty of what the spirit does it just comes yeah. in and just like brings stuff out and yeah the give up part yeah. this is why we talk this is why we have an open communica- uh, open conversation because things like that come out of it every mm-hmm. time all right. <laughs> is that his like thing? that's another thing that he said i do a lot other than the old man mm-hmm. stuff he goes he's like what, what did you say he goes mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've noticed that too I, mm-hmm. when i edit these things i'll notice like we have certain things we go to like mm, mm. Yeah. yeah 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 we say we say exactly a lot too which is i okay. love what noah does he goes oh, oh, oh. <laughs> speaking in tongues I, I need to learn how to slow down when i'm talking too but it's just like it's, there's just something inside of me i gotta get out and it's like i just gotta uh. all right <laughs> we're gonna end it there everybody so but <laughs> in our typical fashion we're gonna Offer that prayer of salvation for everyone who wants to come to Christ uh, and offer your lives to him and surrender it all and give up our expectations on ourselves and give it all to God and let his plans take over. Expect the unexpected. Yep. So um, I'm going to say a prayer and then everyone who wants to say it can say it with us. Amen. Uh, so let's all say this together. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my life. I thank you that you came for me. I thank you that you came for me. You died for me. You died for me. And you rose again. You rose just again. for me. Just for me. Today, Today is my new beginning. Is my new beginning. I place my hope in you. And my trust in you. Today is my new life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you guys just made that decision for the first time, we are celebrating with you. It is the best decision you have made in your life. Happy birthday. Yay. New birthday. Play a happy birthday song, maybe here, right now. Maybe. Happy, happy, happy birthday. If you guys did make that decision, we want to hear from you. So uh, send us an email, connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Or hit us up in those DMs on Instagram or tag us on stories. 
whatever it is. Continue to do so. Again, Please. thank you guys for listening and supporting us through all of this. And uh, thank you for allowing me to rant on this episode a little bit. Amen. <laughs> so. Remember the golden rule. We can't talk about anything we ain't experienced. So. Right. Oh, boy, I've been experiencing it. And I'm sure everyone else has, too. So, again, reach out to us. Let us know. We'll talk. Uh, we'll pray with you. We'll talk with you about it and everything. So. God is good. All the time. <laughs> and all the time, God, God is, is good. good. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you all have a fantastic week. We love you all. Peace out. Blow the candles like a kiss Throw a party, everybody bringing gifts Got a new outfit and it's lit Best day of the year, you can't miss All my friends, it's coming in